Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, More Than Couture. I am your gracious, humble, not too humble, though, because I'm a Leo host, Kivani Couture. And I'm excited for you to be here with me today because this is my very first episode of the podcast. So go ahead, follow the podcast on the podcast platforms as well as subscribe to the YouTube channel, which the YouTube channel is Kivani Couture. There will be a visual available on YouTube and Spotify and listening on all the other platforms. So let's get into it. Um, As you guys can clearly see, I am a black woman, and I speak from the perspective of being a black woman. I recently turned 30, not too long ago. I've been 30 for about three months now, and I really can't speak on the perspective of dating in my 30s because I have not dated in my 30s, Um, pretty much from the time I turned 30. Uh, I kind of went on a hiatus from dating and then recently I reconnected with my ex-boyfriend, which we never really like disconnected. It's a long story. Like, you know, we weren't ever like not like on good terms or anything like that. But, you know, we just haven't been talking to each other (laughs) for like the past year. So we recently reconnected he lives in another state i live in virginia he lives in florida he's in town for thanksgiving so um i seen him yesterday for the first time in two years so that is the extent of me dating in my 30s it's not really i mean like do you consider yourself like dating your ex like is that a thing or like you know you know y'all just working out your shit and you know Either y'all gonna get back together or y'all gonna fall back apart. (laughs) So, yeah, like, at this point in my life, I'm kind of, like, at a, not, I'm not really trying to waste too much time. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with dating for fun. At the age of 30, I highly, like, one of my friends, I'm like, girl, get out here, date, do the damn thing. And she is doing the damn thing. But also, she is in her mid-30s. And also, she has been married before. She has children, you know, so for her, it's a little bit different than myself, who doesn't have any children, and I've never been married before. And, you know, for me, that is something that I want to do. But also, I'm not willing to sacrifice, like, my standards or lower my standards just for the sake of getting married and having kids. For me, I have to be married before I have kids. So if I don't get married um, in my childbearing years, then I will not have children. Shout out to the people that, you know, do the damn thing. And, you know, they go through like to sperm banks and I don't know what this shit is called. You know, the people that be freezing their eggs and all that stuff. I don't got money for all that. But shout out to all y'all. You know, they just, you know, decide that they want to be a single mother um, or they don't want to wait. I am not that girl. For me personally, I feel like I want my kids to have the best chance in life. And for me, that is growing up in a two-parent home with a healthy relationship between the parents 
and that is what I want. I grew up in a two-parent home. The home I'm currently in right now is actually my parents' home. My parents are separated. They have been separated since 2019, I want to say. 2019, and... They both moved out of the house, so I live here with my sister and her dog, and it's a five-bedroom house, and um, I think that it was beneficial to me. <laughs> Obviously, that's beneficial to me, but just like the uh, having the option of staying in a home, you know, that my parents, you know, bought early you know, in their mid-20s or whatever. Um, I want my children to have that same experience if me and my significant other ever decide to get a divorce. And it's just like, okay, well, we'll leave the house to the kids. Like, I, I want that for my future children. Or, you know, like, just buying a house, paying the house off. I'm like, okay, well, one of my children can live there. Like, I want that for my children and not that a single mom can't accomplish that or a single parent in general because there are single fathers out there but it's less likely um not that I want my kids to be spoiled brats but low-key I do want my kids to be spoiled brats like I just want to give my kids the world like I just want them to be able to go to any college they want and like we ain't got to think twice about it I just want the optimal situation for my child <laughs> Um, yeah, so today we're going to be diving into dating and dating as a black woman and coming mostly from the perspective of dating in your late 20s because I just came out of my 20s. So I want to start off by saying as a black woman, often in society it is portrayed that we are masculine and aggressive also just generally speaking like we are the less the like the least desirable and the least tolerable and that is foolishness that is so couldn't be further from the truth like I am super girly like I'm like the most girly girl that exists on the planet like I have I had my very first car was a pink car like the the stool that I'm sitting on is pink like you can see in the background um if you're watching uh we got pink candles we got roses and flowers I did this arrangement you know, I thought I, I thought I did something, you know, let me know if I ate in the comments, but for me, I love flowers. Um, I like high heels. I like getting my hair, and my nails done. And it's so crazy. Cause like I have three sisters and they're pretty much all the same way. Everybody likes to keep their hair and nails done. My mom is the same way. And I have four nieces. My two older nieces are five. And they're both also super girly. They already they already like to get their hair done. They like to paint each other's nails. They like for me to do their makeup. They're like 
super girly. So I, I mean, like even like, and that's three different generations of women, like my mom, my sisters, and then my nieces. And we're all black women and we're all super girly. And I'm just like, "Mm, you know. And as far as us being quote unquote undesirable, I, I see that stuff a lot on the internet and I think it's the loud minority that is speaking for the most part, most black men marry black women. I believe it's like 85% of black men that are married are married to black women. So the the narrative they kind of try to paint online is not... It's not true. So, you know, there are black men who date outside of their race. And I don't think there's anything wrong with dating outside of your race. Like, I feel like if you're dating for love, then it doesn't matter who you date. But I feel like a lot of these men are just dating to get away from their blackness it's really weird like the ones that parade their other race girlfriend wife whatever it's like a personality trait for them like being in an interracial relationship and that's weird that is so weird I don't like that at all Also, from someone that is in their 30s, now I more so pay attention to, like, this narrative about women in their 30s. And it's, you know, weird. It's also weird. But I don't really hear this narrative from the black community. This is mostly something I hear from, like, other other races as far as like women in their 30s are less desirable which is weird because like a woman is in her prime in her 30s like like her sex drive is higher like like you you're you peak in your 30s I think especially like single women like that don't have kids and stuff like we peak in our 30s like look at me I'm fucking gorgeous I was at a grocery store one day and a guy was like, you know, the people that be standing outside of the grocery store. And the man asked me, he was like, and I wouldn't even say man, he was very young himself. He looked like a college student. Um, he was like, yeah, are you at least 21 years old? And I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm, I'm 30. And he was just like, what? Like he was losing his shit because I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm 30. He was like, oh, my God, you look amazing. Thank you, darling. Like, how would you even know, like, a woman is in her 30s unless you ask? Like, I'm aging like fine wine, honey. I just don't, I don't understand. Like, for me, I just feel like I'm eating the girls up. I'm eating the girls up in their 20s. Like, who is you trying to compete with, honey? Can't be me. (laughs) You feel me? And I really want to say, I mean, I kind of stated it at the top of the podcast as far as what I want for myself, but I also want this for other women. And this is for all women. This has nothing to do with your race or anything like that. 
I know like once you get into your late 20s and you get in your early 30s in that age range, it's so easy to just settle for whoever you're dating at the time because you're kind of in a rush to get married or you feel like you have this time frame for which you need to get married and have kids I know at the beginning of this year like I had like a whole mental crisis because I was 29 years old I did not have a boyfriend I don't have any kids I'm like you know the previous person that I was dating at the time you know things didn't work out um and that's another story for another day that I'm definitely probably gonna once I make a patreon I'm gonna start spilling like all the tea like the dramatic stories like the crazy stories it's definitely gonna be on patreon and that like whole dating experience was nuts and definitely will be on the patreon probably be one of the first the first uh or the second story up there but you know I was just like well damn like what what am I gonna do and then it's just like you know after 35 it's like considered to be a high-risk pregnancy and all that shit (laughs) you know you know how it goes but I just want to encourage you all don't rush don't settle you know, I know they say like 35 is and up is considered to be high risk, but it's a generalization and I'm going to be honest, I don't I don't think like they were studying all the races when they did that. I think they were studying white women when they came up with these numbers. So I because and I say that because it's like um I don't want to offend the white community, but the other races do not age at the same rate as white people. Like if you look at like Asian people, black people, Hispanic people, Mexican people, the melanated folks, we age slower than white people. And I don't think this 20, this 35 thing is across the board for, for all of us. I just, I just don't. So don't be rushing. And even if, even if it is a high risk pregnancy, like you're in a better financial position, um, you're just, you know, you're just better off you just be better off for your child. Like, you know, Holly Berry, Jenna Jackson, Kenya Moore, all these people, they be having these kids at 40 and 50. Not that I encourage anybody to do that either. Obviously, these people like have money and they freeze their eggs and they have all types of resources that, you know, they can use to do all these things. And for me, once I'm out of childbearing age, I do not, I do not want to be the older mom. I just, I don't, I just, I don't, I, won't, I don't want to be 60 years old at the damn graduation. That's just me. 
like I said, I have nieces. I have four nieces. You know, I enjoy their company. I I think they enjoy mine. So, you know, I, I will pick up my nieces every weekend if that's what I have to do at that point in my life. But um, I have not lost hope just yet. Some days I do feel like super hopeless. Like, oh, I'm never, I'm never going to have kids. I wholeheartedly believe that one day I will get married. Because there's not like an age limit on getting married. But, you know, having kids, there is an age limit. So that concerns me. Also, child, I the the thing that I'm most worried about about having kids is having twins. Like, I do not want to have twins. It's too much. It's just team too much. Um, No twins, no triplets, no quadruplets, no none of that. I don't want none of that. Um, but if I do have twins, it's it's one and done. Like, I'm not having no more kids after that. I really don't want more than two kids anyway. But if you did not know, once you get into your 30s, you are more likely to have twins or multiples in general. Because your body is getting rid of multiple eggs because your body's preparing for menopause so your body be doing a buy one get one on the eggs which is why when you see like celebrities and stuff um a lot of them don't have kids until they're 30 plus and that is why a lot of them have multiples uh, mostly twins because your body just be throwing out the eggs they like we gotta get it gotta get rid of these things so, and I know a lot of people think like celebrities be having like um, fertility specialists and all that stuff. And I'm sure that is the case for some celebrities that have issues with like getting pregnant and stuff. But your body just be trying to get rid of the eggs. That's what be happening. Um, yeah. So just, just, I just want you to be aware, be aware of that. Also, my youngest two sisters are twins. I have cousins that are twins. Um twins both sides of the family none of these people were in their 30s when they had these twins and they're identical twins at that like my cousins are identical twins my sisters are identical twins um one of my cousins has twins but um hit the mother of his children she was older than 30 when she had them they're fraternal twins more also you're more most likely to have fraternal twins if you have identical twins that's something completely different that's the same egg splitting into two I don't want that either um yeah (laughs) so don't settle take your time make sure that you're getting everything that you want out of the relationship make sure you and your partner are on the same page When it comes to how you want to raise your children, finances, your overall goals. Like, if you like to travel, don't be dating somebody that don't like to travel, honey. Because you're going to be stuck in a house or you're going to have to travel with your friends. And, like, don't you want, like, your life partner to be the person that you're traveling with? At least that's what I want for me. Like, my ex-boyfriend likes to travel I like to travel 
I'm trying to see the world. He's trying to see the world, period. Like, and that's why I don't want a bunch of kids. I just want one or two kids because these kids finna see the world too. Like, ain't nobody, you know, ain't no kids finna stop me and how I'm living. Of course, in the beginning, like, I'm not finna take a newborn to Paris. But, you know, once my kids get like four, five, baby, spring break, we're out of here. Like, winter break, we're out of here. Like, we about to be in Jamaica. We about to be in South Africa. We about to be like the passports is going to be stamped. That's what I want for my kids. You know, every now and then we drop them off. Plenty of people drop them off with plenty, both sides of family. So finna drop these kids off. But also finna take them with me sometimes. And also, I just want to throw this message out there for all of my black women. I know y'all want to be loyal to the culture and to the black community, but don't be afraid to date outside your race. Like, I've been telling my friend, I'm like, girl, we need to start dating outside our race. Like, we need, you know, we need to get out there and see what, you know, what these other men have to offer. And finally, she listened to me. She went out on a date with a white man. And she said he was such a gentleman. Not that there aren't black men. There are gentlemen as well. But she, it was just, excuse me. It was just a different experience for her. Um, she was like, he was like pulling out her chair, grabbing every door. Like, it was you know they went to like a really nice restaurant he was like what or whatever whatever you want like you want a drink you want an appetizer like and you know my like I said earlier or just to let you know it's the same friend that's in her mid-30s so like her age range is like mid-30s to early 40s so things are a little different in that age bracket anyway like the people that you would be dating would be more financially secure. Um, so, you know, that, that also plays a factor into like, Oh, order whatever you want. Like, and I told her, like she was dating guys off the black app and the experience was not good. I'm like, girl, like previously in the, um, prior to now, when I was in my 20s, I was like, yeah, I used to be on Tinder. I'm like, it's, I'm like, I've met like accountants, chefs, all types of men with real jobs on there. And um, she got off of black because, I definitely want to have her on. And I just want her to share her experience about like the different dating apps and how different the experience is. But, you know, she was basically running into a bunch of bums to make a long story less long. Um, she was running into bums. She switched over to Tinder and she's finding uh, better quality men who don't live at their aunt house or their mama house or their sister, brother, cousin house. Um, they have real jobs, you know. <laughs> Uh, not that I'm one to talk about real jobs, but you know, just a different experience, a different caliber of men, men that more so have their shit together. And I love that for her. And, um, she's having a much better dating experience now that she's gotten off of black. 
I've never been on the Black app. I've never downloaded it. I don't I don't know what's on there, so I cannot speak for for um from personal experience. Uh, mostly, mostly if I'm on a dating app, it's usually Tinder. I tried Bumble. Uh, I don't really care for Bumble. It's okay. Um, that whole 24 hours thing is, I don't like that. But, um, yeah, like date outside your race, get to know these other people, you know? And a lot of times we have to face texture discrimination and colorism within our community but like when you date like for instance a white guy they really don't see like those things like to white people black people are just black people like the whole light skin and dark skin thing doesn't matter to them because it's not a part of their culture I will say in other cultures like the light skin dark skin thing does matter like in the hispanic community or latinx i should say um like indian people like you know they have lighter indians and then like darker indians and middle eastern and you know colorism plays a part in the other communities but for white people they really don't they don't see all that they just see a black woman they don't care like how kinky your hair is all that stuff they just know it's different from theirs. So do that, girl. Do that, girl. Do it. And let me know about if you have dated outside your race. Let me know about your experience. I personally have never dated outside of my race. Every single guy I've ever dated was black. So that's why like, I'm like, girl, we need to branch out. See what's out here. And, um. Yeah, I mean, these black women that be dating outside their race, they be looking real happy on TikTok. But, you know, people post their happy moments on social media anyway. So, you know, they don't really be too much on the struggles. But, yeah, like, I definitely want my friend to come on and let's let's talk about it. So I just got to get with her and figure out, you know, what her schedule is. But I encourage you experience the world experience somebody else's culture so i want to give you guys some helpful information some helpful tips with dating and i will say the past couple guys that i've dated um i did ask these questions and it really didn't weed out the the things that I needed it to weed out because niggas be lying. Like, I'm telling you up front what I'm looking for. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for the same thing. And then it's like a couple months later, it's just like, yeah, not, mm, you know, you're just, you are not on the same page as me. Like, I'm not looking for something so serious. It's just like, but I told you in the beginning I was looking for something serious, young man. But anywho, you know, for the real ones out there, some questions that you could possibly ask when you start dating someone else. First things first, first of all, these are questions that you need to ask yourself as well 
And I tell my friend this, I'm like, you have to date with intention. Like, what is your intention when you're going out into the dating world? Like, are you looking for something long term? Are you looking for a commitment? Do you want a husband? Are you looking for the father of your children? Do you want to date someone who has kids? No kids. I will say when I was in my 20s, I was avoiding people who had kids because I don't have any kids. I, you know, I didn't have no kids then. I don't got no kids now. So that was one thing I wasn't really looking for. As I've gotten older, um, you know, it's slim pickings on the, the men who ain't got no kids. So I'm a little bit more open to dating men with children now. Um, my ex-boyfriend ain't got no kids. So, you know, I'm not. I'm going to stick with you. I want to stick with you. I think we make a great pair. But anywho, um, so asking the person, are they looking for a commitment? Do they want to get married? Do they want to have children? Do they already have children? Um, how do they want to raise their children if they have children already? What's the relationship like with the mother of their children? Uh, you know, what? go like you should write down your deal breakers before you start dating as well and I'll get into that in a little bit but um you know going over each other's deal breakers uh your spiritual beliefs because that's super important in relationships I said this earlier but financial goals um finances and spiritual beliefs political beliefs all that stuff are Contributing factors when it comes to divorce. So those are things you kind of want to get out in the open in the beginning. So once you get down the aisle, that's not a point of contention in your marriage. Um, what your love languages are. How do you handle conflict and how you how you currently handle conflict and how you want to handle conflict in your relationship. I think that is super important. And these are things that I've learned after me and my ex-boyfriend broke up. I feel like if I knew these things beforehand, I could like, I feel like our relationship would have been much better. Uh, uh, you know, communication skills is also something that I've worked on since breaking up with my ex-boyfriend um, you know, these are the things that I wish I knew that I know now. And the lesson had to be learned. Um, I would definitely say, even if you're not in a relationship, to listen to relationship podcasts. Because for me, that was something that really helped me figure out the things that I wanted in a relationship and like healthy habits and things that just make a successful relationship. I personally was listening to the love hour um, with Kev on stage and his wife, Melissa, Mrs. Kev on stage. They no longer make new episodes of the podcast, but you know, you can always go back and listen to the old episodes and those are on all the podcast platforms platforms as well as Mrs. Kevlon Stage's YouTube channel. You can go back and listen to those. And they had a lot of experts on there, therapists, um, sex therapists, relationship therapists, 
on there. Um, and a lot of other different type of guests, uh, other married couples, things like that. And they also came out with a book called Marriage is Hard. I haven't gotten the book yet, but I do plan on buying the book and reading that as well. Uh, but just like getting helpful information that could give you a successful relationship, which could turn into a successful marriage if marriage is something that you want. Also, you don't have to get married if you don't want to get married. I personally, I want to get married. I want a family. I want my whole family to have the same last name. I just, I want to get married. But also, let's get into um, deal breakers really quickly. So, everybody has their own life, their own life experiences, and you can pull your your deal breakers from previous relationships but just a couple that are just like general things it's like physical abuse verbal and emotional abuse substance abuse and cheating um those are pretty standard um deal breakers I think that should probably be in every relationship especially anything dealing with abuse and um you know one of my friends she didn't know that her ex-husband had a substance abuse problem until like later on in their relationship. I would have to let her speak on her own accord. I don't remember if she said she realized it before they got married or after they got married. But, um, you know, these things sometimes can be hidden. And you don't really know. Or like, for me, from my personal experience... Um, like I dated someone, I kind of, kind of had an inkling that they had like, um, a problem like with alcohol or just substances in general, but I couldn't quite, like, I just, I had just met the person. So I wasn't quite sure, like, I'm like, eh. but like I was observant, kind of paying attention to it. And then I later on found out that the person wasn't supposed to be drinking alcohol or taking, like, or, like, smoking weed or whatever. Like, they were supposed to be completely sober. Um, but I didn't know that, and I didn't find that out for, like, a long time afterwards. But, like, we used to drink together and stuff. But I didn't know, because the person didn't tell me. But, um, girl, and it's, it's sometimes easy to ignore red flags especially in the beginning when you really like the person but just being visually of red flags and you know I don't know how many red flags someone should see before they be like okay I'm gonna go ahead and head out but I'm gonna say three if you see three red flags girl go ahead and head out I mean honestly I wouldn't blame you for the one or the two but sometimes, you know, you can address those issues that are red flags, depending on how committed you are to the situation. And, you know, you can go your separate ways. Also, um, I didn't mention this while I was talking about, like, the, the questionnaire for you when you meet someone or, like, questions you should ask. But definitely sex is super important. I don't, like... I know, like, when you first get into a relationship, it's, like, kind of, tab not taboo, but it's kind of uncomfortable sometimes to talk about 
sex in the beginning, especially like you want to figure out what somebody's intentions are as far as dating you. Um, Because I know a lot of times it's like you just want to smash and pass and go about your business. So, I mean, I would say be vigilant with that as well. Just kind of pay attention to what the person is saying. They want you to come hang out their house and all that stuff. Um, you know, you know, unfortunately it is like this, but you know, for me, like if I was going on a date with somebody and it was like our first date, I wouldn't wear a dress or a skirt. Cause I don't know why men think cause you wear a dress or a skirt. That's like an invitation to take things further. Like, no, uh, it sucks, but yeah, that's the thing. Um, but, you know, wear what you want to wear. Like, no man should be entitled to your body. No man should think they're entitled to your body either. Like, you know, all other things, girl. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty much done with uh, this episode. I do want to talk more about dating and um, get more into the the nooks and crannies. I think this is kind of just like an overview of dating in general and uh, my personal experiences and what I'm looking for and what I want. And yeah, so yeah, this is my first episode. If you guys have any tips for dating and you are watching this on YouTube, please feel free, put your comments down below, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say, because I definitely want to pass on more knowledge to more women, so we can just be more educated, and be more intentional about dating, and about our lives, and getting the most out of our experiences with you know, finding our, our life partner. But yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, part ways with you all. I will be posting another podcast next Friday. But y'all be blessed. Y'all be blessed. Um, prayers up. Keep me in your prayers. It's been a rough year for you, girl. And um, yeah, I'm a, and I'm gonna pray for y'all too. Y'all pray for me and I'm gonna pray for y'all. And uh, we're going to go into this next year on a whole new vibe. We're going to be popping. We're going to be popping and we're going to accomplish all the things that we need to accomplish, honey. Um, but yes, I will see you guys or you guys will see me, hear me next week. Once again, follow me on all the streaming platforms, the podcast platforms. Um, YouTube, hit that subscribe. Also, follow me on TikTok and Instagram. And yeah, I will see you guys next week.